0: And we're live. Hi, guys. Welcome to the episode of the Sportsman Podcast. I'm your host, David. And the first win under the the Ryan Mason era, you know. (laughs) Or I think it's Mason's second stint. So it's probably going to be the first win in his second stint. You know, I mean, yeah, but um, Sports did play quite well. And some interesting um, observations over the weekend. I will talk about in other games. um, Arsenal. Um, go to Newcastle and put in a very good, quite a very good performance. I think there was a bit of a lock here and there, but at least they got what they did what they had to do to keep the pressure on Man City and they won 2 0. Um, Liverpool continue their hunt for the top four spots, um, beating Brentford 1 0. I mean, they are breathing that Man United's neck, and Man United can't even. Catch a break, and they lost one 0 And um, Man City, they were, close to, they were close to a scare, you know, like the last five to ten minutes scare after wasting a lot of chances. But they really saw in, saw the game out to win two one. Chelsea got their first win, and um, that's a lot of th- there's a lot of things to talk about today. And so, without further ado, let's jump to the episode. Okay, so we start with the um, the Arsenal game, Um, Newcastle. I want to ask you a question. You were tough two weeks ago. Well, where are you? Where where was all that toughness that you were showing two weeks ago? Because when sports were playing, oh, it's the first twenty minutes. Oh, look at me! I can score five in the first twenty minutes. Well, hello, where was all of that? Where was all that? Where was that? Where was that fire? Passion, passion. Where was all of it in the first five minutes? Oh, you were nowhere to be found, right? Where are, you? where are you? Oh, Murphy. Oh, look at me, I'm Isaac. Look at me. I can score. Where we are your goals. Now even Joel Linton over. Oh come on, man. I won't lie. Listen, I'm I'm still pissed at that performance because I mean, let's be real, it's the matter of the defeat. So it's gonna be hard to just shake off. Um Arsenal went there and won. to. I think Arsenal think Arsenal taking revenge for their um their defeat at that ground last season. I mean Newcastle effectively ended Arsenal's champions league qualification hopes. So you know <laughs> I mean, they're very it's so funny when they were singing uh, Champions League, you're having a laugh. Champions League, you're having a laugh. Yeah, uh, I think Newcastle were very unlucky in this game. They were very unlucky. I mean, they hit the bar a lot. Arsenal, they won. Yes, I mean, Udigard's first goal, fantastic goal from that angle, that range. But Arsenal's second goal was more of an own goal. It was an own goal from Fabian Shah And even before the own goal, Newcastle were hitting the bar. I mean, um, Issa hit the bar. I think there was some days I hit the bar also. I think there was one. There was an outside off- off- goal. Or something? I can't remember if there was. I think that was the, the, the other game. I think that was a Liverpool game. But Newcastle hit the bar like a number of times. I know they hit the bar like three times before us in the score. So it's not like it was a one way street. I mean, Arsenal did what they had to do on on that day on the day, but. You just got that feeling that it was just gonna be one of those days where Arsenal will just get their lucky winner but Arsenal devised some tactics, you know, to waste them around. But it's not like I'm gonna be angry at those things. Cause again, it's part of football. But it's just kind of funny that if those things were done to Arsenal, Arsenal fans would be screaming, Oh, they're out to get us in the league. Somebody's out to get us. Somebody is, you know <laughs> they would be they would be drawing off theories. remember that meme of that guy on the board where he has a lot of lines. To, to try and detect something like he has lines drawn and then he's pointing at the board you know that's where Arsenal fans are like this is what well, this is the proof that this refers how to get us <laughs> but yeah um as a neutral if you are a neutral right the Arsenal win you should be happy with it because it gives the league a bit of competition you know makes it a little bit more competitive for example i mean if they are a point behind Man City um, it kind of makes a lot of sense for you know to make you feel like okay there's form of competition even though most will you know Man City are gonna win the league that's real you know it gives you that form of competition okay yes they are a point behind you know Man City have something to go play for something even though Man City have a game in hand <laughs> but this is a, a point imagine it sounds better to say okay they are a point behind right Man City and then Man City have things to really really play for I think Man City have like four games to play and that's after 3 so. Man City are very lucky to win their four matches, and you know Arsenal, you know they have to do what they have to do, and you know. But as a non-neutral, as a clearly biased person, listen, for the rest of the season, I'm a Man City fan. I I have to ensure that Man City, Man City winning this league is very important to my my mental health and my um, my well-being this summer, Uh, or whichever, which this summer or this um, break that's coming, the, the end of the season, because. If Arsenal. Ah, nah, I don't even want to say it. If they do the unthinkable, my guy, I am in trouble. I don't think I'll be able to walk this. I don't think I'll, <laughs> I'll be able to have a conversation anywhere. Most of my friends who happen to be Arsenal fans. I don't think I'll be able to even speak where they are. Because, obviously, I mean, you get my point. Not, not literally, obviously, but. You know. I don't think I'll be able to because all they only have to just flash it in front of a flashy title and say, yes, this is the title. We want it. The show's yours. Nah, sorry, man. They can't. They can't, please. Man City. You can't rest. You have to keep going. And speaking of Man City, well, they were they were very wasteful over the weekend. They were very wasteful. I think it was about to turn into one of those games where you're you're on top, you're winning, you're doing what you have to do, and then the opponent scores to make it a very nervy last last five to ten minutes. Because I mean, Rodrigo scoring like 80-50 minutes, and Man City were cruising. I mean, Haaland was hitting the bar. It was mis- Holland was missing chances that that was surprising because normally, you expect Haaland to put those away, but he was missing them, which, you know, was very, very surprising. Right? Well, Gundogan scoring two goals. And, um, again, Gundogan, I think Gundogan is one of all those players that are very underrated in the in, the league, in Premier League history. They're very underrated. I, I think, maybe it's just me that underrated him, but I think until 2021, a lot of persons were underrating Gundogan, if I'm being real. Until he had that form, yeah, he was scoring goals and he was I, read, I think it was called like 14 or 15 league goals that season if I'm, I stand to be corrected on that But until that period People started rating because People started really saying Oh Gundogan started taking notice Because people didn't really talk about him a lot When you were having conversations about midfielders in the league A lot of football conversations Most people never really brought him up But now people are beginning to bring up Gundogan in this conversation Because of those that particular season right? And Kudo superb for how he utilized him And the tactical switch he had to do To make Gundogan flourish like that but still, you know Gundogan has always been a very good player. Always been a very good player. I think it was one of. I think there was a period when was it around that season before he turned that form around where there were conversations about Gundogan leaving City, and then he was able to just find his way. It's like, well, I think Man City at this point, what they have to do is just to keep winning. I mean, listen, I am I am biased, and we all know. I think the only so far this season, right? I am watching matches, and I am watching two teams, starting two teams at the same time, so. The Sports vs um, Crystal last game, I was watching it right, it was 1-0 towards the last 5 minutes when Eric Dier came on, and then the Man City game also, um, the last 5-10 to 10 minutes when my lead scored, scored that one goal, I was tensed because, I mean, come on, <laughs> the reason is pretty obvious right, why I really want City to win that game, because City winning that game was important the that they have to keep that distance, you Now Man City have to win that game. Because listen, I've got a lot of memes ready for us now. You know, they bottled the league, you know. I mean I have a lot of memes that I've been throwing around and uh, trust me they can't go to waste. So I really need to utilize those memes properly. <laughs> but yeah, um, it was a good win. Before the game also, there's something I really want to talk about. Um some Allardyce was talking about his um him saying that, you know, if he was at City, would he have a condensed for the for the treble? And he said yes. Yes he would be. And he also said that, you know, conversation he backs himself. That um you know he would, he's at that level of you know the pep, the clubs, you know, and he also mentioned Ateta, and I'm like Ateta, really? I mean, Adina Ateta has done well this season, but let's be real, come on, man, he hasn't done enough to really be put in that kind of conversation. But as he stands, he is the one of the best managers in the league statistically, right? But he said he he hasn't the right to really be in that conversation. And if I'm being real with you, right, I kind of get where it's coming from when he's saying that. Not, not, because I think he's he's as good as them, but I'm saying that you should always back yourself. One and also, there's a person saying that he's trying to take attention away from leads to himself, and I look at that and I say, well, that makes a lot of sense because if you take, if you look at it, if you look at it that way i mean that makes a lot of sense look at leeds united right down at the bottom everybody's talking about them right even last weekend when they walked off after that game when they didn't shake the fans they didn't they didn't really you know i think the fans were waiting for photograph something and then they didn't they, they sort of ignored the fans right so a lot of pressures on leads and now that move or those comments sort of took attention away from away from um the players and put them onto himself and so the Leeds players can have a little bit of freedom but I, Again, the appointment of Samala dies. I think with how many games to go. I spoke about this in my last episode also, um, where I said that you know the way they switched is like they just want to just they just want to save the ship in any way possible because Aladice from Bielsa to Samala dice You know in the space of two years. You know it's surprising, it's shocking when you got the style of football, the fact that both of them are a complete opposites of each other in terms of football philosophy and how they approach the game. But again, we we live we lead here. Yeah? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't I don't really expect I don't really expect them to stay up. I won't lie, I don't expect them to stay up. Look at the fixtures and the time Aladas has to work with. I mean if if there if Alad is appointed in January, right? I can say okay fine, January he has to go make get some signings and all that, right? But at this time, I mean four games to go, you know, I don't really know man. It's 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 like wishful thinking. And um, before I go, um Gundogan. No good no, no, no. sorry. Um Ederson. Um City fans, a lot of them you seem to unanimously hate, not dislike Ederson, right? And they do they don't raise him, right? His goalkeeping skills. Even in this game, you know, some music game, like the goal that they considered, I mean it was so far out of his line. I mean the goal considered <laughs> But again, he starts, starts. I think he has kept over 100 clean sheets. I think it should be more than 100 by now. I think the last time I was monitoring his screen, he was on 100. It should be maybe like 101, 102 or so. Did they win? I think they kept a clean sheet in their last game. I can't remember if they did. I can't remember if they did. But what I'm saying in essence is this right um, Ederson is known for some of his mist. His passing is his biggest range, right? To get the biggest quality and enables it to play out from the back but his goalkeeping skills is not what a lot of fans tend to rate and you know to be fair I really get it I mean if I've watched a lot of the goals is considered. I wonder like seriously if you are a bit behind but then again it makes you wonder don't you think it has a lot to do with the tactic Pep is deploying and listen, aside the obvious fact that we all, you know, we all think that I think that his goalkeeping skills is not really up there compared to someone like Alisson who is the complete package his passing is good, his goalkeeping is good Alisson is more of the complete package than Ederson Whilst that is the case, let's approach this in a different manner, right? Um, the way pair plays, right? You have to step out the line and the way they play. So the, is like, the goalkeeper is like an extra man in, the, in the, on the pitch, right? And he's also able to pick a, pick a pass. Because you have seen him assist goals multiple times. So there is that. Don't you think that there, that's one of the reasons? Because I remember one goalie concert against Spurs. 2019, Spurs away at, at Etihad 2-2 draw. And then um, Man City played this system where they had to to um they play the system where they it was twenty nineteen right they play the system sport they were so dominant in that game and immediately sterling scored lamellas goes to the end and scores why Ederson was ahead of out of his line now that particular goal is one I could argue that okay that made no sense for we to be out of the line because sports just did a kickoff right man city are a bit behind uh they are supposed to reorganize right to prepare when they win the ball when they win the ball Ederson can push out, and massive players can push forward, right? But they have not won the ball, so Ederson being in that position at that time was wrong. And then Lamella just scores. And funny thing, he didn't really have to aim for the far post. He just he was close to the center. That's how far out of his line Ederson was. So those kind of carelessness what people tend to really complain about. That kind of is what people complain about. And but Ederson has Ederson pull off some really really good saves in games, but then again you know goalkeepers there are certain things that they are expected to be able to do. But most of it of clean sheets. Let's be real, most of his clean sheets have to do with the fact that Man City keep the ball very well. They've been so dominant. So you know how let's say Ederson plays for a team that faces a lot of shots. I mean he will be conceding goals a lot <laughs> with his style of goalkeeping. But I think but that's what more important about stats. Stats statistically. Ederson is among the greats in Premier League, right? Clean sheets, Premier League titles, cups. You know, he's among the greats. But when you peel the onion, when you peel that layer, and you say you want to see what's what's going on, you begin to see that whoa, maybe he's not as you know, he's just not. He's not to be in that conversation amongst the others when you talk about Peter check Peter Schmeichel, right? You know, it's not supposed to be in that kind of conversation. But you know, it's one of those things you just have to deal with, with this whole stat invention of stats. You know, like Stewart Downing said, when Stewart Downing was asked about why he failed to assist a single goal in the entirety of the 2011-12 season, he said that you know, this is one of the problems with stats. You know, it's not his fault that the goalkeeper, the attackers, don't score. Even though I, I think their excuse is laughable. Though, but when he said that stats, you know, stats ruin the game, I think I kind of agree with him. <laughs> although stats are a fairly new concept in the in the modern in the game i mean fair i use the word fairly new because i mean statistics when this whole statistics where people are collecting stats i think around 2006 or 2007 but then again the fact that i'm 2006-2007 is quite a long time ago but maybe because of the way i'm looking at it it doesn't look that long ago to me to me i'm not saying again i'm not <laughs> i'm not that old but i'm just saying that i mean i'm not i'm obviously i'm older than 2007 i think i'm i'm like a more than two thousand seven, but I'm saying that two thousand seven looks like yesterday to me. Two thousand six like yesterday to me because I experienced those times. So I think it's one of those things where you don't really notice these things. The time you don't really notice how fast time moves. You know, when when you don't really notice it because you you live the moment and then you're like, oh, time has flown so far so fast. You know, so it's one of those things. But yeah, um, good win for Man City, and um, I think it's it's we're, we're going to see how we'll see how this season ends. Haaland, will, his, will he add more to his goal tally? I think he will. I think that game was just one of those days, and even with the penalty miss, I think it was more of this guy they wanted going to get a hat trick, and then when he missed it, Pep was like, "Nah, Haaland, you take the penalty from now on." Pep has a history of play acting, and it looks like that to me because I mean, he could have easily said that before he took the pen. That being said, hindsight is a wonderful thing. But I think I spent too much time on this game. Let's go to West Ham United. Um, West Ham United versus Manchester United. Um, yesterday, one nil win. I want to talk about I think my main focus on this game is the is the is the hair the, the, the hair howler. I think that's the people's main focus. The howler. Let's let's get some things clear, right? Let's get something clear. David, the hair's kicking hasn't been good. What a lot of the hair's goalkeeping, goalkeeping, you know, a lot of his best people okay, goalkeeping, right? Are his saves and his saves are heavily reliant on reflexes and his feet. So if you check out those saves, like in the 2018, the year 17, it wasn't 1718 season when United finished second. In that particular season, on those years, even the most recent, even in recent, even after that season, beyond that season and all, right? A lot of his saves, you know, with his legs, he uses his leg, right? Those were reflexes. Now, as you age, those reflex, those powers begin to win. And I think what's happening with the hair is probably one of that. It's probably what the way I look at it. I think that's the case here. Because look at David the hair, right? That goal yesterday, he considered yesterday, he should be saving. that I mean, ben Rama didn't really put power behind that shot. It was, it was almost like a, it was just like a routine, you know, save. But the hair, you know, was a mistake. And isn't it even though he made other saves, like and this is the life of a goalkeeper, right? That mistake is always implied. You can make a hundred saves, fantastic saves and people say, oh, that's good, but if your team don't win that game. People are like, okay, you know, why, did you, why didn't why did you save that? Because people, that's just the way it is Because your mistakes tend to be of Because your mistakes are a lot more damaging Than the mistakes of any other outfit player Now, I think with the hair If you look at the hair, it's similar to what was with Loris, right? When they were younger, Loris is goalkeeping, right? His goalkeeping, his reflexes are really, really good Or were really good Now, as you begin to age, those reflexes be, Don't become as sharp as before, right? Or because you are aging So a lot of times, you probably have to rely on your other abilities now I think because reflexes are reliant, every reliance on age as this kind of goalkeeper's age you begin to see the worst parts of them I think United are at the point where they may need to consider changing the goalkeeper I think they are at that point where they may need to consider should, should they have cashed out on here when Real Madrid were interested eh man eh, I don't know man but I think that's their own that's for them to decide to really you know sit down and say well I think we were right or we're wrong but if you really want to look at things and say well um, what's up with with, um, with with the because getting a new goalkeeper is gonna be difficult. Now it depends on how you call it before it how you want to play though, but I, I think they're here is because again in the midweek because this competitive game they are losing. The game against Brighton they lost right, and I saw a start where and after the game against Brighton I saw a start and it was more of like a, a tweet like a four picture kind of tweet where he was talking about the philosophy and the in one in a Zoom call said that. Playing a long ball is chance, right? You you may lose it, you may lose the ball. Now he doesn't want to like like to play to chance. So if, if, if you play the ball out from the back, you are very sure that you're in control of your destiny. Something along those lines, right? And there was, in the last story there was like a graphic that showed the passing range, the passing um, map of um, this guy, of um, Jason. Is it Steel? Is it Jason Steele or Steele? I, I think I know Steele. I don't know his first name. Steele, the Brighton goalkeeper, and that of David de Gea. And the hair was just pinging long balls, and a lot of them were not playing completed. But still, a lot of his passes, as for still the Brighton keeper, a lot of his passes were completed because he was playing from the back and he was playing short passes. So that's a, this. This game United are losing, and this is derailing their top four race because Liverpool are bringing down their necks. Now it will be so funny that Man United will end up not finishing top four after you know being touted to after being put in the conversation for a title race the title race in February and now they're in a situation where you know people are like saying oh they might not finish top four because Liverpool are breathing heavy down their necks and you know what you know what I get this one I also want to talk about United fans you know my United everybody say oh came to my United came to Manchester United came as much to Manchester United that or if he wants to win a trophy first of all I, I, I don't know if I've addressed this before can we just let can we just tell ourselves the truth here. What exactly about my United is a is a move up for Hurricane. Let's let's clear this. Let's clear the here here. Right? What exactly is a move to Man United? Because I said it in my I said that I think it's a sideways move. United are not guaranteed to win a trophy next season. They are not guaranteed. It's, and also they're never even guaranteed to even challenge with the way they are looking, right? Look at how they play this. Season. They've not been hugely impressive this season. One. Also, I mean they still have a lot of some other issues they will still have to probably fix, but it was that, of Casemiro, right? So, even they've not even been attractive in terms of how they play. So, what exactly would you look at my and say, okay, this is exactly why Hurricane should go there? I think it's more of um, the pundits, you know. Because if you say, oh, go to tro- go and win, yeah, you're sure winning Trophy. Are you sure about them United? You're not sure about that. I'm looking at how they are falling apart. Even with Casemiro, Kasim- was played played that game yesterday. Even now that Casemiro is back and he was a part of it, they still didn't really look good. So what exactly is about United that we say, okay fine, it's, he hasn't move there to get, for me right, for me, I guess now they won the league cup, the FA Cup final, that's more likely to be Man City's day than United. And that league cup final, again they won it, you know, you can't take it away from them, but again, Kane, Kane is better off moving to Real Madrid or Bayern Munich, because Bayern Munich will be training the striker, Bayern Munich can train a the striker for sure, Triple promoting is clearly not going to be enough if they want to challenge for anything next season, right? Um, Real Madrid, is Benzema in that situation where he might have to move, it might not be be to Real Madrid, it might end up being to, I don't know, maybe another team because, you know, um, Real Madrid may be interested in, um, what's this guy's name, I mean, Benzema still has some time, has some time on his hands, but, I don't know, I think he's like 37 or 36, I think Benzema is going to, he's going to 36, he's 36 this year, so he's at an age where he's maybe aging, so Hurricane will be more like, I think Hurricane is like 6 or 7 years younger than Benzema, so he's, I think it's like CK and Benzema so he might still have some time and with the way Kane plays is there so there is that so and then again it comes to the fact of you know his goal scoring the goal scoring record that he's chasing and um yeah I think before, before I go to the Kane before I talk about this Kane goal scoring but I'm just I don't want to go round off on this point I don't really see that as a move I don't really see that as, as, a, as a move ahead that the media is trying to Trying to talk about, I don't see it as that. I don't, you know. And yesterday even confirmed it even more for me. I don't see it as that. Oh well, mine are more like well. If you look at Spurs, right? I'll come about Spurs eventually, but if you look at Spurs and look at how the things that they have coming next season, do you really want to? do Are we really going to? Are we going to kid ourselves to say that is and Spurs don't have fairly the, um, the same amount of? Improvements to do, so it's that's why I say it's still looking like a sideways move in my opinion. But you know, it's just my my take on this on this particular particular thing. Before I go, I talk about Rashford. Um, Rashford is, I think, he has gone fifteen games. I think in fifteen matches, he has scored four goals and try two, two assists, right? What I find amusing about that is not like I think he's, a, he's not like I'm happy for his downfall or anything. What I'm saying is this, right? I find it quite amusing that all he has to do is hit a purple patch and then everybody starts saying he's as good as Mbappe which is very funny 2019, 2018, 2019 is around those periods when played against PSG and Champions League you know, everybody, like, oh Mbappe is um, as good as Mbappe and all that I think he managed to play face PSG multiple times and Rashford did play well in those games oh Mbappe and all and then fast forward years later, you know Everybody it go it all dies down, right? Rashford isn't play well. And then Rashford people say, Oh, it's world class I'm like how is it world class? He's not a world class footballer. Like. Now everybody, oh, it's world class. He has scored the side decide really now nice starts. Oh, this amount of goals in this amount of games, and then he hits he goes on a dip and everybody's mom. And that's the thing here, you know, if football it's all about the fickleness of football. You know, oh Rashford is the next coming second coming of this player, and then Rashford hits a, a bad form and everybody oh Everybody goes quiet. Nobody wants to read nobody's go- nobody wants to re- t- retract their statements, their outrageous statements. Everybody's just trying to talk about everybody just moves on and keeps quiet. And then when he hits phone, they're like, Hey yes, we told you he's can we just not allow you guys can you guys just stop this? <laughs> but yeah, um, that's my take on that United game. I'll be very surprised if um, United really drop a lot top, I'll be very surprised because and it'll be very funny. Because if you look at how Liverpool how United have you know where they were around February and then to see them fall like this to be very very laughable. But yeah, um let's go on my list now. Let's talk about Spurs. Um Spurs, so we won one 0 against Crystal Palace over the weekend. So we've done a double against Crystal Palace again since the second consecutive season. I think we did we draw against them last season, I can't remember. But this is Spurs have so Spurs beat Crystal Palace one 0 It was a very important win. Um important win because obviously. For, for Mason, right? Important. Listen, I would never wish my team to lose a game, and even no matter, even if I don't care where they finish, even personally I don't really care where they finish, cause I'm more focused on Man City winning the league and Liverpool and Arsenal not winning it than where sports finish. Cause um, I mean, for starters, I don't really have any. Um, there's no trophy attached to whatever sports finish. sports finish, so. I don't really look at it as okay to be excited about you get me so that's why i don't really talk about it i'm not really you know very much excited about it. the way a lot of fans do tend to really really put their mind and get focused about it but it's just me i mean every fan sees things differently but something interesting happened right yeah i didn't play now all season or, or for the most part of the season or half part of the season whichever you ever start counting this from there's a lot of this this kind of conversation that has been brewing, right? Royale playing as the right on the right side of the back three, off the back three. This conversation has been had multiple times on sports Twitter, and it, you know it's normal, like a football conversation is, And I I oppose it. You know why I oppose? I oppose it because looking at how we as in sports Twitter, sports fans have had this kind of conversation of oh let's try this, and then we all try this and it ends up not working. Three five two. Um, this that, this system play with a back four, um, play with um, Tangyun Dombele, Lo Celso, and Hoi in midfield, which all did this and a lot of it failed to, to to work long term. So I was like, listen, three times that's really to show us that most of us don't know what we're talking about. But a lot of fans persist with it and stuck with it. And this game against Palace was an eye opener for me. Now Romero had played the setting of the back three. And one of the reasons why I'd always said, remember to play in the told as a right of the back there, I was thinking, well, Dyer is probably the only one. I could not see another person who I trust at ROCB. And Dyer is probably the only one who who is able to play in the center. Who is less worse, let's put it this way, than someone like um, um, this guy, Sanchez, in the back three, in the center of the back three. So it was more like this, okay, let him just manage that position kind of vibe than him being good. You get my point. But. Romero playing the back three, and then because if you play Romero in the centre of the back three, who plays on the right? Who plays on the left of the back three? Because now who do you trust? If you play die on the right side, Dyer is, is is awful in the centre. It's more of like him playing in the centre. It's more of like a way of minimizing his damage. If 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 that makes sense, right? And on the right side, is the, but and also if Romero plays so Romero. Romero plays as centre back. He's more of like he tends to commit, right? Commit a lot. So he has to trust his. His, uh, partners, his centre back partners. He has to trust them. If he doesn't trust them, what happens? So he played in the center, which was really cool to see, because I was like, okay, finally we get to see Romero the Center back today. I was worried about matching Royale and then Paul plays the right side as a wing back. He was he was even far more offensive than ever because he was not taking the corners, not just the corners, he was every he wasn't really, he was really less about defending. I mean, yes, he isn't good at defending, he's a wing back. So, that already knows that. That should already tell us that whoever sports that point of manager should be playing with the back three. You can't play back four with sports. It's right, we pull our right back. It is, it is awful. It is ridiculous. And again, if this, and for me, I've always said this, right? If a player is so good at one thing, if, the, if he's amazing at one thing, I think you should be more focused at making sure that that one thing is is, more, is, is better at, that is very productive. You should make sure that that is exactly what he focuses more of his time doing on the pitch. Like what Liverpool do with Trent, right? Trent is an awful defender, very awful defensively. But what do Liverpool do? Okay, fine. Let's fix his defending, since his because what he's going to give us going forward is far more important than what we will be missing in the back. So what do we do? Let's make him, you know, um. A lot more attention into the four direct in the four direction than in the defense. That, that's exactly what Liverpool do with Trent. Now, is it? Is, is, I mean, so far, I think most recently, Liverpool have so shrewd their tactics. So the defensive part of Trent doesn't really tend to get exploited a lot. But back to the sports game. So with Poro, Poro was able to refocus really a lot on attacking and less on defending. And Royale played very well. And even before this, even before this period, before this, um, period, right, before this, um, game, Royale had actually been playing well, you know. And this this leads me to a, another question right you no know, or maybe changes a lot of it just brings a lot of shows a lot of questions changes a lot of things and changes the way i view a lot of things right now obviously i need to see a lot more we need to see this over a long period of time before we make conclusion but emerson royale in a back three you know right of the back three he's experienced as a center back and him sorry experienced as a right back and then some fairly experience as a right wing back and him playing in the back three. Could those experiences or those knowledges or whatever he gained playing those positions, could they come and hand in handy rest of the back? Because he's playing in the back three as a right sided center back. He's not from playing in a back four as a right center back. It's very different, right? This is a lot different. So how is it going to bring? And Romero playing in that center, he's passing I mean I, I Sports fans who got on that guy's back, I, I think it was just ridiculous at some point. I understand the criticism of him, maybe during the World Cup, but it just carried on. It was like, these guys were trying so hard to prove that he's a bad player, so hard, which made no sense. You know, I mean, it was similar to what they were doing with Pedro Puro. If a player is good at a particular thing, you know, the team should work at making sure that the deficiency, deficiency of the player should not be amplified should not be something that people get to see. And unfortunately, we we got to see that a lot of that with with uh, Poro in that game against Newcastle in that game against uh, was it is that the game against Liverpool also right and then the switch. <laughs> I don't know, man. Listen, I think this game was just—I think this one was an eye-opener in tactics. And I was—and kudos to Ryan Mason for switching up because I think he spoke about adapting the tactics to the opponent, which was very good to see. But listen, let's not get carried away, right? I just think Mason needs to actually go out there and manage another team and really learn the ropes. We're supposed to take a risk on Mason and say, okay, let's give him the keys to the to the city and let him let him, or let's give him the, the spoon, let him cook. I'm not I'm not in that camp that supports that I would really want somebody a lot more experienced because I'm not in the mood for any process or trusting any process please okay Mason can go lend his ropes, lend the rope somewhere else he can go lend his, his trade somewhere else and then come back you know if it, again but on this managerial search, I just suppose just appoint somebody let me just know what to expect for the summer let's know what was the next step to take but yeah, um, so it was good to see Romero play, and Romero. That's another back three. I think the other things I said that um, Royale playing in that place and Romero playing there bring brings up a lot of questions, throws up a lot of talking points and conversations. One of it is also sports, not you know the centre back CCB position that I was talking about that sports should have brought next brought in. Anyways, um, I think now they may have to just get one because that position is harder to find. It's harder to get somebody who plays instead of a back three. Than somebody who plays on the right side or the left side, since Romero is playing that position in that CCB position, the right side of a back three, the left side of a back three is where sports are probably going to be directing their attentions towards and getting the center back. And even if you get a center back, they have to get a center back who can play who is fairly good in the center of a back three, fairly good and more ve- and much more good, better in those either side of the back three, the left side, for example, the right side, for example, right? So. Those positions are easier to find. Left side, RLCB is much easier to find, and yeah. So there um, yeah, are a lot of names already. People are already drafting. I, I heard Simmerkand was was linked with Spurs around the middle part of the season with Leipzig. Now the links with, that Spurs have to Negosman and I think they have a new sporting director close to Johannes Johannes Spur. That's the person. He's German. He has some um, football links to Leipzig. I think he has worked at Leipzig before. So. It is strengthening, 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 strengthening. Oh, God. If I talk so fast. What is this is going to happen. Strengthening, strengthening, <laughs> strengthening the, strengthening the um, the links to, um, strengthening. Yeah, that's much better. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is strengthening. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, it, it's, it's um, making the links to um, this guy, um, Negosman, stronger. You know, and that would be very, very cool to to see. How, it's very cool to see how that unfolds. You know, so Simican, I think he has worked with Leipzig, so it make a lot of sense if Simican, Simican can play in the, center of the back three, can play the of the back three, can play right back. It's quite similar to Emerson Royale, So if you have that on the side of the back three as an option, you know, and him, he maybe him and Royale, and this again maybe spot money to sign on the right wing back, or is Jet Spence ret- or again, 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 Jet Spence is returning. So. With Royal really moving the last center of the back today. I think this brings up a lot of this changes a lot of things with how sports have to Which goes back to my point of when, uh, when people say, well, sports have a lot to do. I mean, if you look at if you start breaking these things down like this, maybe sports don't have as much to do as we, most of us really think. I mean, yeah, they have a lot to do, but not everything, right? So, right wing back, just returns next summer. I mean, he has playing at rent. Maybe next summer he has poor in front of him, so he might have to have less work to do. And then Royale still having a spot in the team, just turning to a RCB, right? Which you know, or maybe like an option behind the first choice, whoever the first choice RCB is going to be. And then the left side center back, Ndika is available for free this summer. And the left side center back, also, if you're able to play, at, it's different from playing in the the back four. So if you're in the left side center back with a back three, like in like Ndika now, he can play at left back, so his is, he has pace, he can play in the left side of the back three. So you can have that there. I really don't don't know, these are the only ones that came to my my mind immediately, immediately I think of centre-backs. So, I think Spurs don't have it. And then goalkeeper, a ball-playing goalkeeper, maybe Raya. I think Raya is starting at Brentford. There's Sanchez. Sanchez isn't starting at Brighton currently. I've not really followed up on why he's not starting a lot. But it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, or to see if and why that happens to to be the case. But it's interesting to, to watch, to see how that unfolds. But yeah, I'm um, I'm really curious to see who Spurs gets in the summer. And Bissouma was back, Besuma's on the bench, so you know instead of a back th- on, the, on the midfield side, Spurs may have to to sell some players. I mean, Skip and Hoyberg didn't really look very convincing, right? Now, Spurs are between Skip and Hoyberg. If Spurs sell both and bring in Ugarte and you have Ugarte, you have Bisuma, then you have. Um, and um, this guy, Ben Tanko. or Spurs sell one of those I think Spurs need, need to have 4 in the middle of the pack 4 options in midfield so I think one of Skip or Hoyberg may have to really really be sold one of the two of them may have to be sold to make way for someone like Ugarte and I would between Skip and Hoyberg I think it's likely going to be Hoiberg um, I think Hoyberg is going to be turning 28 this year so it's looking like okay, it's getting it's getting to that age. He's no longer he's no longer at that 23 to 20 27 age range again. It's 2027, 20, so he's gonna 2028 20, this year. So it makes a lot of sense for people to say, okay, maybe it's time to 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 move on, to move on from um from Hoyberg. So I think it might be time to get some value for him if sports can or they sell, Oliver, or they cut their losses on Oliver Skip. I don't really know what they're going to do, but this summer is going to be interesting. Of may have all five, and they can have the option to switch to a three-five-two if they want. But we'll see how that unfolds. And left wing back. I mean, Udoji is returning next season, so that may be. Paris might end up staying because I think we're just a two-year deal, so Perish might end up staying for that last year where he and now he it will be a proper backup and not really the kind of. The type where we're being forced to watch you know the aim was for Cecilio to be first choice and Perisic to be second choice like based on the fact that he's older and a lot more experienced but now you know you because got didn't play where Perisic is being forced to be the first choice now Udoji will probably be the guy the first choice or oh, sportsman just signed a left wing back anyways a, a younger left wing back anyways at in that position and then let's look at Hurricane Hurricane is now the second cho- second top goal score in Premier League history um 209 league goals now and you know, I spoke earlier about the links of Bayerns and the of trophies Now, Ken is at a situation where He wants to win Now, he's chasing that Alan Shira's record of top goal scorer in Premier League history He's actively chasing that record Right? That's one Well, if you're actively chasing that record You know, he wants to win trophies Now, the only team in Premier League, I would say You are very sure of that When I mean very sure, it doesn't mean that they you they get, they get, get handed to them I'm saying it gets handed to them every season. I'm saying that if you look at all the teams in the Premier League in the top six or in the big six, the current big six, whichever you want to call it, um, Man City have already won. Why, um, they are the ones that they've the league titles they've won. Um, how they're ambitious every window and how they do things. So, Man City, were the team. 2021 was like his best chance to get them up. And at 20, 2021, with the assist from the Bruyne, I mean, probably would have scored more goals by now, but this is the thing with that, ha- Man City already have Haaland uh, they got Haaland in last summer and now they got, they had um, r- r- um, Avarez, right, so they have two strikers in that position, solid ones who are really, really productive so striker wise, Man City have no problems defensively, I don't think I have oh yeah, I think I have Laporte is somebody, Laporte is somebody that Man City might want to offload this summer so suppose they do well to try and get him for the left-sided centre-back in the back three so back to my point, I think Laporte is like 27 it's on 27 this year, or oh, it's only 27, I can't remember But now a lot of things begin to to make sense, right? They begin to make sense when you you um, you try to peel off the the layer and try to to see get a better picture. So Man City is already the best one now. If you look around, well, every other big six team has work to do. That people say he can move to, they have work to do. I mean, look at the Man Man United. People say Man United, Man United. Well, Man United. As you've seen, they need need goalkeepers, they need defenders also, you've seen the back. I mean, it's Henry Martinez and Varane, yes, but there's Maguire, there's Lindelof, so they seem to improve there, their midfield is not really set in stone, I mean, they have um, the um, Brazilian Pio Icedia in the person of Anthony, they have him on the right side of the front, uh, their attacker, who all all he knows is to cut inside and shoot, does nothing, offers absolutely nothing other than that trying to look for a golazo, I mean he might score here and there, but more often than not, he's not going to do anything I mean it's a hundred million pound, wow, that's a big waste and then Rashford, who's very inconsistent, I mean if you look at them if you're going to leave that you've got Kulusevski, who's a lot more productive than this guy you've got Son who's a lot more pro- and speaking of Son, Son has looked a lot much better now that Stellini and Conte have gone he has a lot more, he's a lot more offensive, like he has a lot more responsibilities like he has less of the, the the annoying tactic that he was playing, where he was almost like a midfielder. In, in under the country and the Stellini tactic, it is he has a lot more freedom. He looks much better, and I have to apologize for actually considering that song episode. I really have to apologize for that. I mean, that was I think maybe I, that was a difficult that was difficult for me. I think I probably have to I have to apologize for that because I mean, come on, but. Don't look a lot much better, uh, and certainly on that left hand side, he has looked a lot better. I mean, the last few games, the goal he has contributed, his assist, you know, so there is that. So, can is can better serve staying put at Spurs? And I, I I said that maybe if you look at Napoli when they won their series, they got their Serie A confirmed last over the weekend or during the midweek, I think they won Serie A, was it last weekend, and after the 1 1 draw against Udinese and um, there was a tweet from Squawker. this Squawker, I think it was Skorka They said um, they had Koulibaly for eight years or so And then he was winning bl- Defender of the Year Defender of the Year for so three times And then he leaves and they bring in Kim Jai And then they win Scudetto You know, I was saying, well, should you have that conversation? Sportsman, are you going to have that conversation? Difficult conversation? Well, you know, it's more of a... For, for me, right, I would like Kim to stay at sports Why I would, well... It will hurt so much. It will, it will feel good that he wins, that he gets that Alan Shira record. It is fitting that he gets that record, he beats that record and sets his own while playing for Spurs. It is a lot more fitting. It is his boyhood club, similar to at Newcastle, which was Newcastle, which was his boyhood club. Um, you know, so it's, it's you know it just makes a lot much sense. You know that he, he does it at Spurs, and he's a Spurs fan. You know, so it it will hurt if it's, if he does that on another team, and will he have the same emotional attachment? I don't really know. About. So. Again, Man City is probably the only team that, if he had done it at Man City, most sports fans would really feel bad. But if you're doing another Premier League team, it's gonna feel they'll feel really, really, will feel hurt by it by it by seeing him do that. So I what and this is where I say, whoever the next manager is, you have to put Kane into consideration, right? If Kane is gonna stay and Kane and Son are gonna stay, you know, we would say that their powers have waned a bit. You know they, they are not really like they were two seasons ago. But sports have to because i'm sure he wants to use his new because he has the 11 contract he has it, all the cards are in his favor you know and he might say well my last i want to wait my last year i want to see what i can do well he can do that but yeah you know the next manager comes in how are they going to utilize kane how did i'm curious to see how someone like Lewandowski fared under negozman although chipomotin played on that a lot and kane is not going to really press high but the tactic that negozman if negozman is the manager the tactic that he's deploying will be interesting because um, the negozman links make a lot of sense because even recently they're getting stronger um there are reports that he wants to be sure of the sporting director which is why when sports appoint that sporting director the links are getting stronger to negozman so i'm going to be curious to see how how um that happens how that fares out whoever the manager is but Listen, if it's up to me, I would wish Kane stays at Spurs. And Spurs have to do what they have to do to make sure that he gets that silverware at Spurs. Because moving to my United to win the League Cup or the FA Cup, you know, which I don't think they will win, you know. League Cup, is probably, I don't think my United might win another trophy in a very long time. So, you know, and, and the Premier title, I don't think so. So, it's really, really going to be very, very worrying if, that's, you know, if that happens, you know, but... I think it's at that point where he needs guarantee. If you, if you want a guarantee, you know, you're more guarantee. If you want a guarantee, you, you can't go to my if you want a guarantee. If you want a situation where you want to fight for more, then you have to, that's what's your best bet. Yo, mine are more likely to. Well, K is not the point where he has to do more likely to. He has to be, It's the point where he wants to know that I have a greater chance, more likely to, and having a greater chance. Let's put it this way. 90% chance is better than, I don't know, 50, 50% chance or... 45% for 9% chance. I mean that's what I'm talking about. Ken needs a 90% chance kind of certainty. You hear what I mean? I think that's a lot of way to break it down. So before I um I think I have to talk about the half two games. I spent too much time with the sports team Um before I go, I think please Mason as manager, please, can we just stop that? I'm not I'm not a part of that conversation. <laughs> let's get a new manager in and let's know what let's see know what to expect. You know, that's my thing on On the last two games, before I go, um, Liverpool beat Brentford 1-0, bring that by United's neck as always. Um, goal from Salah, assist from Van Dijk. Um, Brentford scored in Boemboy was ruled as side. And Van Tone is interesting. Now um, if, if if Kane leaves this summer, I think it's important for sports to not worry about trying to replace him directly, but worry about replacing his impact. That way you play so his goals, his creativity. And um, those are two things you have to focus on replacing. Not just so, not going out and getting one player out rightly. You have to focus on his creativity. Focusing on creating, on replacing his impact in the team, or trying to get as much as impact But seriously, I, I can't see Kane anywhere else for sports Please, it's gonna, it's gonna. I've been trying to say, well, I don't really think he's gonna do going to hurt that much mentally, I, I don't really think I'm prepared for that. Seriously speaking, any Premier League team, I don't think so. I don't know, man. <laughs> Please stop. I hope sports leave you do their thing and just make sure that Kane stays and you know sports leaders. Because even though I've been critical of Kane, you know, there's also the emotional side of it that means, it, well he's a sports fan, he's he play, came through sports, he wants to really see the team succeed. And if I was if I was a footballer, I'm a sports fan, if I was a footballer, that is literally what I would be Kane, right? You want to do it at your boyhood club, at the team you support and know that, but here's what it is So Liverpool win 1-0 um, Champions, League, Champions League hopes are getting stronger and stronger They're currently fifth My um, United losing makes um, United's position a lot more difficult and Liverpool feel a lot more confident And Chelsea, they secure Premier League football for the 32nd year <laughs> I'm sorry but I just couldn't do that I mean Chelsea are, are not going to relegate them. They are relegation rivals Brent Bournemouth They need to win that game to ensure that um, they were safe and Chelsea have um, they won. <laughs> I'm kidding, man. But seriously, it was a very important win for Chelsea. Um, Lampard's first win in his tenure. Um, I don't nothing much to say. I think first goal, um, first goal. I think Badiashile is scoring his first Chelsea league goal. Diawfuli is scoring his first goal. Chelsea took the lead at first, uh, but I think it was just a very important win for them. And then um, yeah, so it goes. So that's the end of uh, my thoughts on the midweek game, roundup i'm covering the big six at the moment and the games that do interest them that do concern them and most of the time it's the the, the affairs of these other teams tend to concern sports so that's why most of the time i do even though i talk about sports i tend to talk about the other big six teams you know the other traditionally big six teams and um yeah that's the episode. so thanks for listening have a nice week and then bye